a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we, we talked to a gentleman who emailed us not long ago with the intro to his email that said, Dear unpaid intern who answers Pete's email, he joins us clearly. Uh, to get some financial help and maybe an understanding of how our organization works. His name is Hank, and he joins us now. Hello, Hank. Hey there, Pete. How are you? I'm pretty good. We don't have unpaid interns, Hank. We uh, Nicole answered this email. Uh, Nicole, you are paid? Is this correct? I, uh, I am paid. All right, so you are paid, uh, but I did like the email, Hank. Hank, what's going on? You, you followed your dream for more than a decade. You were a, a triathletes coach, is that correct? Yes, I coach triathletes and manage a bike shop for... A little, just over 10 years ago. Now, was it one of those Bella Caroli situations where, like, you you yourself are not a triathlete? Like, he was not a small female gymnast, and he was sort of a large Romanian man, yet he knew a lot about gymnastics. Was that, are you like that, or were you actually also a triathlete? Uh, I was also a triathlete. It was something I got into on my own and just completely fell in love with. So I wanted to just kind of share that with other people, and that's kind of what led me down that path. So I may not have been as good as a lot of the other clients that I actually coached, but I at least did the same thing. And you also taught uh, voice lessons, broadcasting voice lessons. You've got the heck of a radio voice here going on. Do you... uh... Uh, did you have like a podcast for triathletes or is this just uh, you're blessed with these pipes that you're spitting out here? That's just what I got from birth. That's just what I was blessed with. And it's one of those things I've heard my entire life. Uh, when I was a kid, it used to be the movie phone guy. If you remember back in the day when you could call a phone number sure. to find out movie times, everyone told me I sounded like that guy. Now it's I should be on the radio or do movie voiceover stuff. I've, I've heard that forever now. It's almost like I'm listening to Garrison Keillor, and I'm just hoping you don't make a comment about Peter. Okay, so let's move on. You are now a independent contractor, you're a 1099 employee for the financial industry. You deal with financial crimes, yes. is that correct? Yes, I do. What kind of crimes are we dealing with here? Like uh, Ponzi schemes or just more of like check fraud? Uh, it kind of depends. Uh, the way we're kind of an independent contractor that gets hired by different banks, and each bank has their own detection scenarios of stuff that they think is at least unusual, and it's our job to kind of dig in deeper to who are these entities transacting, and what are they doing it for, why in these dollar amounts, and we see a wide range of stuff. Uh, a lot of it is people trying to avoid paying taxes. They're structuring payments into much smaller ones. Uh, we see a lot of human trafficking, companies Gee. avoiding sanctions, all sorts of stuff like that. Do you ever interview suspects with that voice of yours? Because, I mean, they would just be soiling themselves. I, I wish we could do something like that, but no, we're, we're kind of a very entry-level investigation. Okay. We, we're kind of an outside auditor for the bank to say, oh, this person's completely fine, don't worry about it. Or if we do see something suspicious, we kind of write up an initial report, and that goes to like the FBI and the Financial Crimes Commission and kind of becomes the start of their actual investigation. Do you ever read that report on an audio track and then just deliver them the audio track so it sounds super official with your voice? That would be a great idea. Why have we not done that before? You should totally, like, uh, we've recently found out that John Smith embezzled 
$32,000. Like, I think the I, FBI it would... me already. Yeah, the FBI could really, really use that sort of entertainment these days. So, so you, you, you basically got a... Can we say you got a late start? Is that condescending if I said you got a late start in your financial life? Or, or do you view it that uh, way, too? I don't believe that's incorrect at all. I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to get away from the job I was doing before. I, I certainly enjoyed it. And I was just living paycheck to paycheck for the most part. So just kind of thinking ahead, at some point that's going to catch up to me and decided to actually find a job that paid a little better and used the degree I got from school. Nicole, let's go ahead and take a look at uh, Hank's current financial reality, what's going on. Now, you're making $130,000 a year uh, as a 1099, uh, I was going to say employee, but obviously not, an independent contractor. Your net monthly income is $7,800. What area of the country are you in? Uh, I'm in Texas. Uh, Texas. Uh, I like Texas. You a bass fisherman? They got big bass in Texas. Uh, they do, but I am not a huge fisherman myself. Well, uh, your voice would scare you. You're like a big mouth billy bass. I mean, it's like you've got the same voice. <laughs> um, so long-term savings, you got $78,000. Um, so how did you get that $78,000? Uh, some of that has been the last two years of this new job. I've certainly been trying to save aggressively, and I put away probably 19000 or so of that in the last two years. Okay. But uh, my dad actually kind of got me started in the stock market real early on, had me open up a Roth IRA whenever I was in high school, and at least for some time I was contributing that until I didn't really have the cash flow, and that just kind of sat there for a good number of years. So that's where the majority of that has come from. What's his voice, your dad? Does he have like a, this voice too? Uh, it's very thick accent. My dad is uh, an Indian national, so he still has a very, very thick accent, even though he's been in the country for a good 50 or so years now. Because for a moment, I just imagine like your Thanksgiving table is like, could you pass the gravy? Yes, I will pass the gravy. I will also, have, I could just imagine it'd just be like, a, it'd be amazing to have that great of a we're, voice. We're certainly very animated, but yeah, you got to throw in a, some mixtures of accents into there. So uh, you're putting away now $1,575 a month. Um, how are you able to do that right now? That's towards your future. So I assume some Roth IRA. Did I read that you recently set up a self-employed um, uh, IRA as well? Yes. Yeah. So, so And then I also have an HSA that I'm including with that. Okay, you're including the HSA. So I assume in doing that, then, you're saying to us that you're pretty darn healthy and you don't feel like you're using that HSA money for health care right now. I'm certainly not expecting to, but obviously eventually somewhere down the road, that's what's going to come to. But I'm at least putting money away for that. Uh, $27,000 in your savings account. Is that just chilling in a savings account or is it anything uh, besides just a passbook bank savings account? No, that is all savings account. That's my emergency fund. Uh, that was another one of the things I wanted to do starting this job is get a solid six months worth of expenses set aside to just leave there in case. Okay, so you've got uh, you've got no debt except you've got three thousand dollars in medical bills. Is that right? Yes, that was from a kidney stone I had the other year. Oh, that's super a, fun experience. That doesn't sound fun. Um, I can imagine you telling the nurse like. This really hurts. Like, I can just imagine that. That, that probably wasn't one of my finer moments right then. I, uh, I definitely didn't sound so good at the time. I bet you sound, we don't do profanity on this show, but I bet you sound amazing, really dropping some bombs. You know what I mean? With that voice. Um, you, see, you, you paid off your house? Yes, I have. So how, tell me about that. When did, when did you get the house? When did you pay it off? Uh, again, that was something I can thank my parents for, of 
they, this was whenever I was in college. It's a small townhome. It's uh, definitely on the cheaper side, given the area that I live in. And it was something that, since my dad had gotten me investing and setting money aside really early on, I was able to use the majority of that plus some help from my parents in order to pay this place off. Interesting. Man, that's, that's really no, I don't have a lot set aside for retirement yet, necessarily, but I'm in a very good place to really be aggressive with. Man, I really like the situation. Do you have a significant other? Uh, anyone you share finances with? Uh, I don't share finances yet, but my girlfriend and I have been together for about three years now. Man, okay, she's really into your voice too. Oh, definitely. Is she getting like as as uh, hot as I am over that right now? She's just like, oh, I love his voice. Uh, I'm not quite sure how excited you are right now, but well, I'm she a ginger. Definitely. It's just a natural hue to my skin. Let's take a look at when you'll be a millionaire, Hank. Uh, based on our calculations, based on what you are doing right now, if you don't do anything different than what you're doing now, but continue to do what you're doing, you will be a millionaire on. February 5th, 2035. Something tells me, though, it's going to be a lot sooner than that because I feel like you're going to... You seem like you're addicted to accumulation of money. Is, is that true? Uh, I don't know if addicted would be the right word, but whenever I kind of have a goal and I set my mind to it, I, I work very hard towards that goal. Do you, do, what do you waste money on? Do you waste money on anything? Uh, I guess triathlon would probably be the thing that I spend the most on. Uh, really, it comes down to like race entries and traveling to those races is probably my biggest discretionary expense. When you're about to pass someone in triathlon, are you like, I'm on your tail, I'm going to pass you now? Do you ever do that? Uh, again, I kind of keep it as short and as brief as I can, yeah. just yelling, I'm on your left, and away I go. So, you know, I had a, uh, what do they call the bike and then the, the uh, bike and the run, Duathlons, is that what they're called? Yes, duathlons. I, I did a few sprint duathlons back in the day when I was in a different shape. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty fun. Uh, I didn't really have the equipment. I, I had like a, an okay bike, but that's kind of fun. Uh, the swim part's an issue. Like, are you gonna, I don't want anybody to kick me in the face, kick me in the goggles. You ever kicked in the face with goggles? Oh, if you're doing anything in the open water, you've definitely been kicked in the face before. No one means it maliciously, but it, it just happened. Man. So uh, February 5th, 2035, you will be a millionaire. How old will that make? You're 34 now. What's that, 18 years from now? Make you 52? Does that sound about mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then on age 67, if you do work your full career, if you want to go on that, age 67, you will have $4.13 million, and your net monthly income will be $9,600 a month. But after inflation, that will feel like $4,200 a month. So right now, you make $7,800 a month, I think is what we saw, of your take-home yep. pay. And if nothing else changes, you keep doing exactly what you're doing. You've already replaced a great deal of that at $4,200 a month. Uh, things are looking pretty good. I, 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 I'm going to guess you have a pretty low financial stress right now. Uh, certainly. It's very, very low at the moment. I've, I've kind of got all my bills organized, stuff gets paid on time, and I've at least done as much as I can to set myself up. It's just kind of figuring out how can I really maximize that retirement savings. So you're obviously maxing out your Roth IRA. You're maxing yep. out your HSA. Correct. You've started a um, self-employed uh, self 401k, solo 401k. Mm-hmm. So now it's it's a matter of like what else do you do with your money? Have you explored non-qualified, non-retirement investments? Because it it's great that you're going to have four million dollars at age 67, 33 years from now. But I'm curious as to what do you have for 10 or 20 or 30 years from now? How do you how do you think of that money? 
Uh, I do have a taxable brokerage account that I have money in. Uh, I know I will need to replace my car next year, so some of that has gone into that. That's just in basic index funds, so it'll at least grow some. I'm taking some risk on that, but it's not the end of the world if I ended up losing some money before I had to take it out next year. Interesting. How will your pay change uh, doing what you do? Is that a, a pretty... Uh, steady gig, or is it something you would bounce around? Is it entry? I think you even mentioned it. Is it entry? Le- You're not doing entry level stuff, but you're entry level into the investigation, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I my technical job title would be senior anti money laundering analyst. Uh, there is some room to move up where I am, so I'm certainly hopeful that I'll be making more. Uh, just with comparing like my budget for this year versus for next year, I know I'll be making more. I've obviously gotten a pay bump with the uh, with the upgrade in the job title. And yeah, there's there's room to go up from there. It may not severe, not, might not necessarily be a huge amount, but I could end up making 150, 160,000 on the high end. Okay. And then do you think you'll stay with that for a while or is there a reason to to go elsewhere? I really, really enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, I certainly don't want to do anything else if I can help it. And generally speaking, the work is pretty steady. It's just being a contractor, we technically are only employed till you know we have a date set next year, and we don't know for a fact that we have more work coming. But it's it's just kind of everyone knows, kind of a wink wink sort of thing. There there will be another contract. Our bosses just can't technically say that we have it yet. It doesn't feel like uh, financial crimes are slowing down any soon. You know, I remember when I was in the financial business, uh, we always had to take an anti-money laundering course. It was like a big deal. And I remember the three elements. Let's see if I can remember this because I always had to remember this. Placement is the first part of money laundering, then layering, and then integration, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. And do you deal yeah. with it at that level? Like, Is that the stuff you, you, you examine? Uh, we're getting into some of that. It's mostly on our end right now is just something is very suspicious. We we have kind of a limited set of tools we're allowed to use, so we can't get super deep into it. It's just kind of saying we can't say for a fact we understand who these people are and what they're doing. It's more of there's just something going on, even if we can't say quite what it is. And so like if, if people like withdraw large chunks of cash, that's weird, and you're like, that seems weird. I mean, would you get involved with stuff like that? More often, it's just that, like, we'll see people set up shell companies all the time. Oh, and yeah. they might have, like, a fake website that says they do one thing, but in the transactions, they're sending money to a company who does something completely different that makes no sense. Or we see individuals a lot who make 10 transactions in two days, and every one is for $9,950. So it's just under that threshold. So we see all sorts of just pattern recognition like that. I think most people know this now, but it's an interesting fact nonetheless. Uh, it, it is, it's, it's something is triggered, right? When you have ten thousand dollars of cash, cash, correct, withdrawn, it has to be filed with the Secret Service or something like that. What is it? Uh, it would be the Secret Service, but the Financial Crimes Commission. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was close. You know, look, it's been years. What else is going on financially? I mean, insurance-wise, I mean, you're a young man, you're dating someone. What do you do life insurance-wise? I'm just curious. I, I, I wouldn't think you would need a tremendous amount at this point in your life. Uh, certainly not. I do have, because we don't get any benefits from our job because we're independent contractors, uh, I have to take care of my own health insurance. So, yeah, I do have a, a high-deductible health care plan, and that costs me about $200 a month. Two hundred dollars a month. Oh my God! I'm paying seventeen hundred dollars a month next year. 
$1,700 a month in 2018. And we're all healthy. That's This is not about me, though. What about your lady friend? Uh, pretty good with the finances? Uh, she, not so much at the moment. Uh, she, whenever she got out of school, uh, she kind of bounced around. Her degree was in theater arts, and there wasn't a whole lot of jobs she could pick up with that. And she's bounced around and eventually kind of got sick of doing clerical administrative work, sure. and she went back to school. Okay. So she is actually about to graduate, and she's going to become a jeweler whenever she's done. A jeweler? How does one become a jeweler? I, I took a jewelry class in high school, and I created some jewelry for a girlfriend that I had at the time. We broke up, but I think I'm still a jeweler. Like, how does one become a jeweler? Uh, I think one just has to take more classes. Uh, there are some different certifications and learning how to design things in CAD, different techniques yeah. they have to do. It's, uh, it's actually kind of like a trade school that she's going to. But yes, yeah, she'll be certified to work in any jewelry store, do repairs, create her own stuff, and that's that's where she's headed. Do you wear the man jewelry? I can I can sort of imagine you wearing a chain. Do you wear a chain? I do not. I, I wear no jewelry of any kind. I'll I'll have a watch on whenever I go and work out to yeah. keep track of my heart rate, and that's literally it. So what happens if like someday she comes home and she's like, Hank, not your real name, but she goes, Hank, um, I'd love for you to wear this gold nugget pinky ring that I've designed, like where, what direction do you go here? Like save the relationship or, or save fashion? What do you do? Uh, I think I at least have to try it on yeah, just to yeah. see if I do like it yeah. and then just be very honest. That's why you've got to get married sooner rather than later because 18 years in, if my wife asked me to do something like that, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, no, not gonna, not gonna happen. So, uh, interesting. So if I'm you, like going through your old jokes aside, why do I say old jokes aside? I, I don't want to set them aside. They're the best part of the show. No, keep them in. They're perfect. Yeah, they're, they're great. Um, I think if I'm you, I'm, I keep doing exactly what you're doing, but I got to think all my energy would be focused on non-qualified brokerage accounts because mm-hmm. 4 million bucks is great at, at 67, but I just feel like 15 years from now, you're going to want a big pile of money for something. You're going to be 49 years old. You're going to be like, ah, I want money for something. I, I feel like I would, all my extra money, I, I would go that direction with. It's, it's certainly, I might want to retire early. I might want to travel the world. You, you never quite know. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping to set myself up for just so I'm ready. How much is in your HSA right now? Uh, right now, it's just under 8000 Okay. Yeah, it's I'm trying to shoot holes in your situation. Like, what could go wrong? The only thing that I could see is, like, if your lady friend and you get married for some reason or, or share finances and she's got a bunch of debt, then, you know, potentially some of your income might have to go to help with that to raise the net worth of the household. But beyond sure. that, and I mean, she, yeah. Coming out of school, she will have some debt, but it's it's not something outrageous. And she does, she's good about budgeting, and she does have a plan of how to pay that down. Yeah. Interesting. You know... Since we're talking jewelry, why not talk about it? It, 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 Like diamonds, you know, that like buying someone a diamond ring. Let's say you're not in the position you're in. Let's say you're you're doing horribly financially. You're doing great. Like I I give you at least eight Peters out of 10. And that's a lot of Peters. Uh, Let's say you're doing horribly, though. And you're like, I want to get engaged. And so then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy a diamond ring because this seems like a really good idea, given what else is going on in my financial life, which is not good, hypothetically. That's tough. When you think about potentially, whether it's this person, this jeweler, or some other lady friend, like, how do you get your head around? I'm just curious. There's no right answer. I'm just curious. Like, how do you, someone who's pretty smart with their money, how do you get your head around buying a big piece of jewelry that generally is a pretty bad financial decision? It's, 
it's something I haven't really had to worry too much about. Yeah. Uh, one, just because she doesn't like diamonds. So I have been specifically instructed I can get her a different gemstone, but not a diamond. Let me tell you about that diamondique or that CZ. What kind of gemstone does she want? Garnet? Garnet? Uh, a garnet or amethyst? Oh, of course she had to pick something way more rare than a diamond. It's a Pradfarash sapphire is what she really loves. It's a, it's a pink sort of gemstone that you see mostly mined out of India. A pink gemstone. What's it, What kind of sapphire is it? Uh, Pradfarash is the name. Pradfarash. God, just sounds expensive. And if I had to Google it, you know it's expensive. Nothing you have to... It, if you have to Google something, you're like, that's expensive, right? It, it's going to cost at least a little bit there, but I will save a little bit of money because I'm already planning on not buying her a ring. I'm just going to get her a gemstone and let her make her own ring. Oh, my gosh. I need one of these types of ladies. This is genius. Uh, anything I can help else I can help with? Hey, I don't know if I helped with anything other than to tell you you're doing a pretty good job. Gave you a million dollar day. Anything uh, I can help with? Uh, I guess one thing specifically I had started to look into, uh, because I've, I've been maxing out my Roth IRA the last few years, but looking at my income and what I'm kind of expecting to make, I'm going to get into that gray area where your contribution limit is either reduced or I might not even be allowed to contribute to a Roth. Right. So I was curious about different ways of, Oh, like the backdoor Roth that you, people can do and just other options that I have because I'm a 1099. Kind of what else could I do there? Well, I mean, the backdoor Roth, obviously, since you know the name of it, you know how it works, right? It's the idea of doing a traditional and then converting and then there's your Roth. Um, mm -hmm. But and, and that's a good technique. I mean, some people, uh, and this is not a recommendation per se, but it, it's something people do. Some people use permanent life insurance as a Roth type vehicle. Because from a tax okay. from a tax standpoint, permanent life insurance is treated exactly like a Roth IRA. Um, I was not aware. Okay. Yeah. So what it means is you, you basically you buy life insurance and you don't really even need life insurance right now based on what's going on. But let's say you bought it and you um, there grows to cash value in there. And how you access that cash value? It's it's not so if you die, people get money. Although that's a pretty good thing. In this investment circumstances, what we're saying is that cash value could be gotten to, accessed in a tax advantaged way, much in the way of a Roth IRA. So if you ever, I, I see a lot of uh, professionals that, that cap on a Roth or, or can't contribute to a Roth that turn to life insurance. Now it's controversial to some degree, uh, primarily because uh, the people that sell you life insurance make so much money on the on the sale of the life insurance. So people look at that and say, well, it must not be a good thing if this guy's making thousands of dollars on the sale. But I think that's a little stupid to say just because someone makes a lot of money on it, it's a bad idea. In some circumstances, potentially yours eventually, it, it could make some sense, but you want to talk to a financial advisor specifically about your situation. Okay. Uh, what about an option like a SEP IRA, where it doesn't have the same contribution limit as a traditional IRA, so I could put more in? Is that something I could use to then put a larger chunk of money into a Roth? Arguably, but then, I, and I'm not sure on the rules. I used to know these, but it's been too long. Um, I think since you have a solo 401k, I don't think you can have a SEP and a solo 401k. You know, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So that that's mm -hmm. the issue there. It's it's either because that's considered an employer-based retirement plan as a, a 401k, as is a SEP, mm -hmm. as is a simple IRA. So the, the Roth and the traditional IRA, they're really the consumer-based type plans. So you can do both uh -huh. of those. You just can't do a simple and a SEP or, and a 401k. But you know what? 
I say that with about 85, 83% confidence, which I guess I should know these things, but yeah. Okay, so something I should dig at least a little bit more into, but yeah, it, just bing at least it. I have an idea of what I'm going to find. Sure, yeah. Uh, anything okay. else? Uh, I guess the other question that's just been eaten away at me is, I want to know how your training has been going. You told us however many episodes back that you were going to start working out a certain number of days a week, oh, days each week. Well, I want to know how you're doing. Well, thank you for asking. Let me tell you, we are recording it. And I don't, Nicole, do you know when this episode's slated to come out? Just because I, I got to know. Do you happen to know? It will come out in three weeks from now. Okay. So three weeks from now puts us near the end of the year. Uh, on November 5th was the, November 7th was the first day I started working out because I was uh, off the road. Uh, so Hank, I started working on November 7th and today is December 7th that we're recording this. I have worked out every single day since, and that includes a total of 30, uh, 40 workouts over 31 days. And I've lost about 15 pounds now, four percentage points of body fat, and my clothes fit very nice. So needless to say, I'm killing it, Hank. I'm killing it. That is fantastic. Congratulations. All right, Hank. Uh, thank you for checking on my fitness. You know what? I have been taking it seriously. I've been getting up at 5 a.m. to work out in the morning, but that's the way to do it. What do you do? You're a triathlete, so you, you, you just do your training rides, your training swims, your training runs, right? Uh, swim, bike, run, and then I've taken my garage and basically converted it into a home gym. So all of my strength training stuff is down there. When it's too cold to ride outside, I have my indoor trainer. It's Yeah, that's basically what Jeez. I spend at least a little time doing every day. I love it. Well, thanks for checking on me, Hank. And I hope, uh, if nothing else, uh, if, if your entire fraud career fails, you could always get into voiceover work. Maybe, maybe Disney wants to hire someone with your voice because I, I would watch that movie. Uh, I've got a ring endorsement right there, so I'll add you onto my resume if you don't mind. They have no idea who I am. Thanks, Hank. I appreciate being on the show. And uh, if you want to be on the show, go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You don't even have to have a good voice. I don't have a good voice. Although recently I've been doing radio commercials in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, where I live. You know what? They sound pretty good. Uh, you know what's weird? No one cares about this. So uh, hearing yourself on the radio is kind of weird. Like you're out shopping at a store and then the commercial comes on the radio. It's sort of weird. Seeing itself in a TV commercial, which I'm on right now in Indianapolis as well for uh, the 529 plan, also a little bit weird, okay? But I'm used to those, could have been there. Do you wanna know the weirdest thing in the world? Seeing yourself on a commercial on Hulu, weirdest thing in the world. You're just watching Hulu, you're watching like whatever, and it pops up because you're just not used to all those commercials. It's a pretty weird experience. I hope someday that you get to experience too. Nicole, how about that voice? That was impressive, Pete. I could picture that guy. I had him in my head. I know, me too. That's it for this week's show. Be on the show, be on the show. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. See ya. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. This is not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh. And you can call me E.T. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless. 
this harmonic presentation it's amazing so amazing i'm the reason uh, salutations i bring you love trying greetings from a far away land i am the soul controller put the remote down and let me take control you're now a part of my zone so enjoy yourself love try can restore your health i bring you greetings uh, salutations how you doing and is that how y'all say it the tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little little star i sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world out of this world spaceship on my arm took me home filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the skynet and the terminator i push faders into warp speed glide with ease creating a breeze they call a black hole event horizon no rear view concerns this i adjourn this i Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?